I uh, enjoy podcasting. It is my life. How many marshmallows do you have in your house right now? Do you ever do Mad Dog 2020? Women talk to dumb people every day, Jared. Yeah, maybe they can fix that in editing. Hello. I don't know if genius means what you think it means. Searching, Searching for, for Rick. Go for it. Who would you? Oh, is this is this actually happening right now? Is this? Yeah, we're gonna edit it all. Yeah, no, but I mean, I feel like we should have like friendly banter. <laughs> first, <laughs> this is like our first one. Do you have a drink with you? Well, if you got a drink, I could get a truly, which is it's truly white white. It's White Claw's less popular sister. <laughs> white Claw. Uh, it's a pandemic. White Claw's been bought out of every store in the suburbs. A word. What is now White Claw is the, that's the uh, liquor seltzer, isn't that like seltzer yeah. water of liquor? Yeah. I'm not really a beer drinker, so it's my it's like my it's a good in between for fizzy. me because I don't. It's well, the if new I don't wine want, If I don't want wine, it is the new yeah. wine cooler. It's the new wine um, cooler. You, we should, Zima should totally come back. Do you remember that? Arnold and James, remember those? What are they? Zima. I never had a Zima actually. I, I, Zima didn't taste like. I thought oh. Zima was like a beer. Zima, I don't Bartles even remember what it tastes like. I definitely threw up some Zima. You should do Bartles and James at least because that's like, it's kind of on the sweet side. Did you ever do Mad Dog 2020? No. Did you ever drink Mad Dog? Oh, that shit's good. Cold, it's kind of sweet. It's malt liquor though. You know malt liquor it, when you taste it. Malt liquor has a certain uh, Yeah, it's gross. It tastes the same. And it, every... and it reminds you of like the time before you were legally allowed to drink. And see, I didn't drink when I was... Uh, legal. I was when I was illegal. What was the when you were illegal? Yeah. yeah, when you were under age. Under twenty one. Whatever. <laughs> when I was twenty, <laughs> I was. I didn't start drinking until I was twenty one, probably. Jared, what are we talking about today? Who are we uh, talking about? Hey, besides so, ourselves. So, the reason we even started this podcast is uh, kind of the focal point of our first episode. Um, so I remember on, I think it was Instagram, you and I were talking about something. Um, and we were asking about where one person was and you know what? I said the same thing about Rick Moranis, like who? And I was like, Rick Moranis, do you not know who this is? He's a huge actor. And I started naming a couple of movies. I said he was in Ghostbusters and I said he was in, what else did I say he was in? Um, uh, honey, I shrunk the kids. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. what I said. And then finally, it clicked with you, and you were like, "Oh yeah, 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 I know who that is." Uh, yeah. So Rick Moranis, uh, we decided was going to be the f- well, we wanted to name this podcast after him, but we didn't. We weren't sure if we could be allowed. Rick might either. not like that. We were Rick nervous. Might not that like Rick that. might come out of hiding wherever Rick is and say, <laughs> "You will not name a podcast after me." And, you know, try to take all of our money and wealth. And we we couldn't have that. Happen. But who wouldn't love free publicity? So, I mean, it's not like we're like. You'd be surprised. You'd be not surprised. I'm going to negatively trash him or anybody. Uh, on- we're about to find out what he's doing now. And maybe we could reach out if and then edit him. the podcast name. Oh, there's the catch. Yeah. So what we're doing on this podcast and every podcast, that I mean, every, every episode that we uh, have, is we're going to be looking for people who fell off of the face of the earth. Uh, and these are usually people of pop culture. These are just people that we have randomly said, hey, whatever happened to, 
we wrote their names down and we said, hey, let's make a show out of it. So we're going to look these people up and figure out what happened to them and um, relay them back to you guys, whoever's listening. So Rick Moranis, subsequently, is going to be our first conversation. Uh, We have plenty more uh, celebrities or famous people uh, to come. So look forward to those. I'm looking forward to this entire experience. I think we have so many names and so many people that we're just going to... That are as random as they can be. They're so random, but I think they're all of pop culture reference to where we can somehow throw a soundbite or two in there so we can get people. For sure. And I think we should go ahead and warn our audience that from the list we've started already, there's definitely, we definitely reveal our age a bit. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Because (laughs) it's It's all all we do. I know it's all eighties and nineties references for the most point. And I tried so, to even go back to seventies, even I was like, cause you know, we've, I've seen some seventies movies as a kid, but you know what? I think everybody that's done a seventies movie is dead now. So it doesn't really, really. Matter. Right. It's just hard. Like where are they now? They're oh, dead. And it would yeah. be the shortest. That's like such ever. a sad episode. They yeah. died. Yeah. Now, we, they, so, some of these people might've died that are on our list. I don't even know. I have no clue. Yeah. We don't know yet. Exactly. Yet. exactly. Yeah. We should have looked them up. We should look at Rick Moranis. I mean, I know he didn't die because I would have. I think they would have promoted him on TV or something. Rick Moranis is dead. You were supposed to have done this research. You did this research, I, right? Yes, I did do research. Oh. I did find out he's not dead. He's not dead. In episode one, we're going to find out how far this research goes. No, this research okay. goes pretty far. It goes as far <laughs> okay. as five hours ago. So, okay. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> my, the last bit of research I did was five hours ago, but I started this. Over a week ago, thank you. Oh, okay. And I okay. Um, took some notes on some things. And when, you know, it was so weird though when I first clicked on uh, his Wikipedia uh, just to get a little like outline about him. Uh, look, you look up his active years on Wikipedia, and I think when it comes to like artists or or, uh, or or actors or anyone else who's like in the limelight, their years of activity, like how long they have they have been. Uh, doing a public figure do. yeah a public figure um his says from 1976 to present because I he's still a public figure but when have you heard from him last i mean i can't even recall i, I thought it was it doesn't matter you never 90s maybe so i thought you're, at that you're point still... you won't hear from him anymore you say that's when he was last active from this time to this time yeah but you're still i think you're still assumed a public figure for sure. So until the day so, you die, uh, even if you don't do anything else in whatever medium you right. work in. So like if you're a, a radio jock and like a let's say a national radio jock and you retire from it uh, until the day you die, you're considered active. Well, I guess retire. Yeah, once a public figure, always a public figure. Hmm. You, you Sometimes they say they resume private life, but you can resume it all you want. We're still going to hold this Wikipedia page and update that you now are living a private Fair life enough. in Idaho. Arnold Schwarzenegger did that. He's, you know, he went from being a governor back to acting. So it's like, yeah, you can jump back in anytime you want and be active. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. So um, I, I thought that was weird. I, okay. I was curious, like, well, is he still around? Because it says to present, like, I didn't know he was still doing stuff. And so I know. So what is Rick Marinus? What, what are, what would we know him from? I know you mentioned Ghostbusters. He's the witch character. Well, I'm going to tell you when I first noticed Rick Moranis. Cause I'm okay. a bit of a, I'm pretty much a purveyor of useless 80s knowledge. Um, I like to think I'm a oh, okay. curator, if Good. you will. 
Uh, Curator. <laughs> I uh, I first saw Rick Moranis on the show called SCTV. Uh, SCTV stands for Second City Television. Uh, came on back in the eighties. It wasn't an, a local, not local show. It wasn't an American show. It started in Canada. I don't know if you ever watched it. It was like a sketch comedy. How show. old are you? We're the same age, dog. I don't think so. The it's fact that you have TV. such vivid memories of something yeah, in the show. 80s. I was still like learning how to jump rope and tie my shoes in the eighties. You watch TV like everybody else. I know it sucks okay. when people don't have pop culture in their brain. Like you didn't watch MTV when I watched it and you don't like we were the same age and you just didn't I didn't even pop know pop what MTV was until Christmas. Oh, you probably didn't have oh okay. Well because we didn't have cable. I was about to say you probably didn't have Criss Cross was middle when when I was in middle school. I vividly remember walking into a friend's house and they had the crisscross music video was up with their backwards overalls. We had cable at a young age, so um, we didn't have premium cable. But my parents did get cable at a young when I was a, when we were at a young age, so we were privileged. We did get to see a lot of stuff. You really were privileged. Okay, Rockies. all right. Yeah, so we. Um, my brother and I, and probably my family in general, stumbled upon this show. It wasn't like on any major network TV. It was like on, it was local TV, like syndicated local TV. Um, and we just watched it. And it was like, it was funny. We knew it wasn't American because it was definitely, they focused on certain things. Like, for example, Rick, for example, Rick Moranis was a character that stood out the most in my head. Um, he, he did a, a character called... Uh, well, he did it along with Dave Thomas, who was like the creator of the show. And they, they, Wait, Wendy's? That also is the founder of Wendy's? <laughs> There's a couple of Dave Thomas. Oh, that guy can do anything. No, not the Wendy's kid. Oh. Wendy's guy. God rest okay. his soul, though. R.I.P. Dave Thomas. Yep, yep. Your burgers. Um, this, this guy uh, created SCTV. I think that's really his main claim to fame. And so he and Rick Moranis uh, got together and created these characters on the show, Bob and Doug McKenzie. And that's where I saw them. And they were just at their Canadian there. There's just these two mountain guys. And they said, oh, hey. And they had these accents, see? Eh? And they ended up... Did you, did you ever see that movie Brother Bear? Is that your Canadian accent? No, this is their Canadian accent. Oh, okay. Well, this is their Canadian um, accent, eh? I've yeah. seen a cartoon well, uh, called Brother Bear. Yeah, so in Brother Bear, there's these two mooses. Moose-eye? <laughs> Moose? There's, there's Moose? Two Moose? And, uh... Yeah. In, in the movie Brother Bear, and they are Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. And they are just basically redoing, just recreating those characters from SCTV for that movie. So they, it's the exact same oh, movie. Accent. Okay. So if okay. you back and watch Brother Bear, you'll see that like these two moose. Did I say it right? I, we don't know. Okay. We'll look up the we'll let it go. form later. Whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll do an addendum. Um, so yeah, it turns out that like they just, those characters are so iconic or so famous. Like they've been used over a time period, um, because people remember them from SCTV. And that's what I remember most from SCTV was how Canadian it was. And just like, it was just sketch comedy, but it introduced a lot of different actors, uh, from Canada, like John Candy, um, Eugene Levy right. and Catherine O'Hara, who are both on that show. Shit's Creek. Yeah. Are they great? One of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Martin Short, he started on that show too. So, I mean, a lot of people started on SCTV. It was like SNL for Canada. Like it, like I said, it started the careers of a lot of, you know, early on famous Canadians. So, uh, yeah, okay. that's kind of where he, that's where I first saw Rick Moranis. And then all of a sudden, boom, he was 
on um he was in movies like he he was in like a lot of favorites that my family still watches to this day like ghostbusters Spaceballs. i just watched little oh, top of heart Spaceballs. i, I know everywhere to say so good isn't it good it's on i forgot HBO. i forgot he was in that one yes he's the, he was, he's, he was the lead yep and um yep. And honey i shot the kids honey i shot the kids of course of course and a couple of those movies made sequels uh ghostbusters 2 and honey i blew up the kid well and speaking of honey i shrunk the kids so disney has a whole you know like honey i shrunk the kids or they used to when I went, when oh, I they had a world where it was like overgrown. Yeah, don't you think they used to his likeness? During, they had to pay for his likeness. That was during a time when my parents couldn't afford to send us to Disney World. That was for like privileged white people. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure they were paying for their cable subscription, and if they had put all that money towards a Disney trip, they would have made it there. Facts. Uh, <laughs> talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, they should at least give us something. I mean, because it's it was that's, a pretty big I don't, movie. I don't think that's how that yeah. works, right? It was, a, it was probably the biggest movie of all movies, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> what did, so what did Rick Moranis do? So those are the big ones that we know. Yeah, those are, pretty much his, those are pretty much his big mainstream. Um, like, I, I'm... Did, it's nothing did you do any much independent after films? Nothing after nothing that. After, okay. Nothing like he did some voiceover stuff for like some um for a couple of cartoons, but otherwise didn't really get back into the movie game. He um he married a costume designer in 1986, Ann Belsky, and then they had a couple of kids together. Um, and then Anne died of cancer um in oh, 1991. Yeah. In February of 1991, and so uh, that kind of hit Rick Moranis pretty hard. He slowly left the public life, and um, he took on the role of full-time single father, and um, just kind of took a hiatus from working in 1997. He just he officially took a hiatus in 1997. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing after his after his last Honey I Shrunk the Kids movie. Which I guess was around mid '90s. I don't know. Um, no, he did some other show too, like some cartoon in the '90s, um, and then that was it. He just kind of fell off. And so that was the whole point of this conversation, uh, like because there was a point where I just did not hear anything from him, and I, and then um, I read I read an article a while back saying how his wife died of cancer, and he retired, according to this article. Um, from acting to go and take care of his kids full time. And so he said um, he took a little bit of a break and a little bit of a break turned into a longer break. And then he found out that he really didn't miss it. So he didn't really get back. Like, I'm actually fine. I'm cool with not yeah, being you know, part of that. And he made a lot of money on a lot of big movies. Like if I'm, you consider that list of movies that I went down. Uh, I don't know how Little Shop yeah. of Horrors did, but I'm pretty sure the other, the other movies did phenomenally in the box office. So, um, like I, I vividly remember seeing Spaceballs in movie theaters. I remember seeing all these movies in movie theaters. Actually, I never saw Spaceballs in movie theaters, but I had a friend that had the VHS, and we, I'd never seen Star Wars, but I had seen Spaceballs on repeat because that was like one of the only VHS <laughs> tapes she had. So when I finally watched Star Wars, I got the joke. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, oh, the reverse. This movie. is the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is I from get Spaceballs. it now. They're like, no. Right. This is from Spaceballs. Um, no, no, this is the original yeah, right. version <laughs> of it. Um, is this like a series so here's a, from Spaceballs? 
Right, exactly. Here's a question about somebody like Rick Moranis. Do you think, I feel like the way that movies are cast are so different than they were in the 80s and um, let's go with early 90s, maybe not late 90s, but definitely 80s. They actually looked for good actors? Like he would, right, right. And I feel like he would never be cast in something in those lead kind of roles today. Yeah, like if he if he looked how he looked, right? Because he looks like a normal person. Nerd. He's nerd. Like a kind you know, of Jewish yeah. nerd. But even nerd. even like nerdier roles are still like good looking people pretending to be nerdy now. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, or relatively attractive people. I'm not saying across the board. I'm just saying there. It's it feels like it's prevalent, and um, maybe that's changing. I don't know because there's more independent film that's able to come up to the bubble up to the surface a bit. But like. You know, you look at even he doesn't definitely even shows like Stranger Things Mm -hmm. that are set in the 80s. They cast normal looking kids. Yeah. Not these like 20 year old hot as hell actors and actresses that are playing, you know, like middle schoolers. That's what Riverdale. Yeah. They actually. Yeah. They actually like have middle school. All those CW shows. They all they 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 are they're all like CW shows. Yes. They are all just all American people that they could find. They put them on every yeah, every teenager at that high school is like out of control. Yeah. Like over twenty five in real life. Right. Has to be. Has to be. (laughs) Yeah, those are the worst. And and you're right. Uh I love it. I love the eighties for hitting the mark on casting people because like you said, even without Rick Moranis, like if you look at the movie Ghostbusters, do you think like a Bill Murray or a Dan Aykroyd would have gotten hired? No. I mean, they're not no. attractive guys. I think they were literally hired for their comedy. Well, that's kind of a now, I would- com- comedy actors too in general. Comedy actors aren't really picked for their good looks. No, and that's true. And then when they get good looking, they're, no, they're not funny anymore. Let's be real. There's no good looking comedy actors. I don't think so. I mean- well, but you think about comedians that like – Maybe they're a little heavier set mm. or a oh, little they lose weight. Like, uh, what's that? What's they lose his name. Jonah Hill. Yeah, they lose weight, and you're like, not too eh, funny anymore. He, he got a kind of, he got Academy no. Award nominated, and it's like that's where you ruined yourself. Oh, you're not funny anymore. Um, which you know that's unfortunate. That's stereotyping too. Like you have that could have happened that. to Rick Moranis. Like maybe he could have like slowly lost his nerd if he had stayed in movies. All right. I will say though that men can be cast in those funny roles over women. Nowadays, not so much. I feel like we do now. No, have n- we're, funny women. Yeah, we've we've me tooed and we've we've pushed our way in. Yeah. As you know, but even like funny women in the early two thousands, you didn't even really have funny women being prevalent in movies. Like I don't no. two thousands. I can't no. think of any funny woman movies. I'm sure there are. Well, I'm not. I'm sure there are too. But I mean, like research. you got to think of like leading female roles into at the beginning of 2002 were there a lot of those maybe mm. not uh probably i don't know who who knows i mean i feel like leading roles for women were were set for certain actresses back in the day and that's becoming a thing of the past now it's becoming a more um it's a larger playing field now for for leading women but like back in the day like it was set for Catherine zeta jones and meryl streep and um you put Catherine Zeta-Jones and Meryl Streep in the same category. No, that's that's what the the the, the theaters did. You know, the, the, the leading roles were set for certain people. Catherine Zeta-Jones was one of those leading ladies that was kind of like set 
to be a leading lady. Like you wouldn't allow for anybody else. And then you make her funny. It's like, why would you make her funny? She's not a funny person, but yet she was in, was that movie America's Sweethearts? And, you know, but Meryl's yeah. funny. I mean, she's Meryl, Meryl Streep can do anything. I mean, let's be honest. She's well, right. And don't put Meryl or in the box. Be serious. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm, she I, can do whatever she Meryl. wants. Any, you're gorgeous. Yes. You like can butter. do anything she wants. Anytime she wants. <laughs> And delivers. Yes, we love you, Meryl. Sure. Uh, if you ever listen to Meryl Streep, we love you dearly. Okay, so Rick Moranis, I think the record with him is that he fell off. So he fell off. His life. But um, I came across some other stuff that he's actually coming back. He's making a comeback. Actually, he what? never really left. Real. I mean, he he's done a couple of cameos here and there, and he um, throughout the two thousands, particularly um, nothing like you know, where you've seen him on a regular basis or in a, in a feature length film, but he's made a couple of like voiceover roles and cameos and um, throughout the two thousands, like I said, but um, he was offered a role in the uh, last Ghostbusters reboot. Um, I don't know if you saw that movie with Kristen Wiig and. Um, uh, oh, right, right, right. Melissa McCarthy. And Kristen's friends. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yang. And so there was, there were a couple of Ghostbuster cameos in that movie, and Rick Moranis was apparently offered one of those cameos. But he said, "Nah, not for me. I don't think this movie's going to be that great." And it ended up ended up not doing well. So they're going to reboot it again. And I believe he now. Did he really say that? Are you feeling? No, no, no. I read this. He said this. Particular oh, he was like, "Nah, it's not my thing. I'm not going to really. I, I don't really think it's going to be that great or whatever." And so, and like he literally said, "Like I don't want to." come back for uh, a one day shoot for a role that I did 30 years ago. And it's like, Oh, that makes total sense. You know, and Fair it's enough. kind of shade though to the other characters. Cause a lot of the other <laughs> act in the movie definitely did they come the back. Movie. Yeah. Oh. And they did that one day cameo shoot that everybody else did. And then, yeah, so it was kind of shade from Rick Moranis, but it's all good. I mean, like at least he's being choosy about his roles. I think, like I said, they're, they're re- well, I know for a fact they're rebooting the Ghostbusters movie again uh, and Paul Rudd's in it or something. I've seen the trailer for it. It looks pretty good. So, but anyway, I think that I love some Paul Rudd. Who doesn't love Paul Rudd? He's like America's yeah. next door. He's America's sweetheart. He is. I was gonna say America's sweetheart, but I thought we left that title for women. But I mean, if you want to make him a sweetheart, absolutely, he's a sweetheart. I think we're gender neutral on, on, on titles. Okay. Yeah. I always sure. in my head, uh, a, a woman to be America's sweetheart, but I will go with you on that. That's because culture's taught you that. It has. Thank you. Thank you for breaking that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yep. that. I just salute you. You're welcome. Absolutely. So yeah, he has declined. Uh, he declined that cameo for that movie, but he's actually going to reprise his role as Wayne Zelensky in a reboot of uh, Disney's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh. In a, a new reboot movie called Shrunk. Uh, that comes is supposed to have come out this year, but I think they're going to do. There's just no such thing as a new story. No, absolutely not. We we got to reboot every everything we have. We have to bleed it until it's dry. And there was right. Blood. There's so much blood left in the, in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids series. Oh yeah, you could shrunk. You, you could shrunk, shrunk everything. You can shrink everything. <laughs> we already established a relationship with the neighbors. They yeah, we shrunk the neighbors. They blew we up the kids. Police, and then they took over the city. I mean, they, there's so many other things. So in this story, his son grew up, and uh, he shrunk his kids. So uh, yeah, of course, like like father, like son, like father, it's just classic. It's like the father kept this research going after he learned that it ruins lives. Like after you shrunk your first kids, and then you blew up—not blew up literally, but made your other son grow to the size of a building. 
I would think he would not pursue this technology anymore. Are you kidding me? The atomic bomb exists because of the same uh, stipulations. They blew up. Yeah. They blew up their kid. They yeah. Blew up Nuclear kid. energy. It's so dangerous. Do we still? I mean, come on. That's not a thing. It seems totally plausible. He's like, so I shrunk a couple kids. I got them back to normal size. Let's keep going. Ah, uh, that's an awful. Like, if you did it twice <laughs> and it became epic proportions of making a movie out of it, I would just not go forward with that technology. Did you not watch Chernobyl? I watched bits and pieces of it. Yeah, and it's sad. <laughs> Body parts falling off. It is very sad. It's, yeah. yeah. You watch people get but it, it's, it, it's the worst thing. It's illogical. Like, if you watch it, it's illogical. Why did we allow like, this completely. A whole city. Right. Yeah. I mean... Hey, such is the sacrifice. And I think Wayne Zielinski gets that sacrifice. And his son didn't <laughs> catch on either because he, the reins, and now he's shrunk his kids. It's a wild and zany movie, I assume. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's calling for, probably I mean, defects never Disney. stepped in. Probably going straight to Disney Plus and not coming out in theaters. Probably set. I Probably not going to theaters. But you can catch him in an interview. He was just in an interview on, uh, it came out yesterday, actually on their behind-the-scenes show, Prop Culture. Um, you can watch him in a brand-new interview talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and his character, Wayne Zielinski. Um, like I said, on Disney+. Plus. Disney should give us so much money for plugging them. We have plugged them so much <laughs> in episode. Disney, we are here for you. If you want us to do all of your... We support you. All of your celebrity, where are they now? Um, Disney actors, we can do that too. Where is... I don't know the Disney actors. I didn't watch any, a lot of Disney movies. Like those live action movies, I didn't watch those. Oh no, 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 no! I you didn't either. either. Okay, because the... you didn't have Disney Channel. Neither, neither, I didn't. We didn't have Disney Channel either. That was a premium channel. No, and yeah, so we didn't watch any of that. Like we would get the free or, access, or, like every the now Clubhouse then. stuff. Yeah. yeah, like I remember Disney. For some reason, I do remember the Disney, the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, but not so much as I remember. only. I I've never seen an episode of that. The only I didn't even know it existed until. Why do I they said that Britney and Britney and Justin came out of the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, I was like, oh, what's the Mickey Mouse? Club? I do remember Kids Incorporated way more than Mickey Mouse Club. Do you remember Kids Incorporated? No, again, like, I I know the reference, but I never saw it. Same thing though. That was on regular singing, TV. dancing, little kids. Yeah, that was on regular TV though. Like it was like oh okay, same thing like City Kids or they were all like extra urban kids. But they were black and white, mostly white, and they sang. It was more of a plot on Kids Incorporated than it was on Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse Club wasn't really plot driven. I got to watch cable at our preschool if if your parents were late pickup. <laughs> late pickup. got put in, literally. Oh. So this was a preschool that a woman had built onto her house. Oh. So it did have all these preschool classrooms and like huge play yard and stuff. But it was on, on her house. So like mm -hmm. when it got down to it being like four or five kids, she would let all her staff go and we would sit in her living room and she had one of those uh, big screen TVs that was like, of course, huge because back then yeah, everything, everything. a big screen TV was like yeah. the size so kid, of every big uh, Mini TV Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was a, and it was literally probably weighed as much as a Mini Cooper because they were so Oh, they were big. Like back. They had a big back. Yeah, yeah. There was no flat screen, right? Nah. Um, but we would sit there and we could watch. I remember watching He-Man and She-Ra. And then we watched Thundercats. And then if you got, re if your parents were really late, 
we would go over to Nickelodeon, and I remember watching whatever that camp, Salute Your Shorts. Salute Your Shorts. Was that a show? Yes, it was. There was something where they would put shorts up, boxer shorts up on a flagpole yeah, at a camp. Shorts, camp Onawana. Yes. Camp on a I was, don't we remember. My, we got picked up. And when we think I feel like my mom would pick us up right about then. Yeah. So we didn't ever get to watch that whole show. I wish I, uh, I would kept going. Uh, it was an okay show. Day. Nickelodeon had some pretty good. They had some pretty bomb shows back in, in our childhood. I'm so yeah. good for our childhood compared to now. Because uh, there was so much better TV and movies. Like, But you're also an adult now. No, but like. In watching those movies and watching that TV now, like I've I watch that TV even now, and I'm like, God, it's so much better than it is now. Like, but even the animation was so detailed compared to animation now. Like, they just don't more. Well, some of them don't. That's true. A lot, but of then them, you have like Cartoon Network right now. Majority of those cartoons are like big eyed, little nosed, like overdrawn characters, as if like they think kids are too dumb now to understand finely detailed characters. It's like, no. There are no. I give you that. I'll, that's true. They do do that, but you have to think about. They're also living in an era where everything's on demand. My kids, hmm. we only do streaming, out so they don't nowadays. They don't even know what a commercial is. When we go to my parents, they're so confused about like, How do what do you mean to... something's not on? <laughs> of course, it's on. Just select on. it. You know what I mean? Like it should be on all the time. When you watch it on live TV, whoa, 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 what's live TV? Yeah, they don't have a clue no about clue. that. Like, And so that's going to be the difference is that I watch what I want to watch. Yeah. Right this generation, I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait for the next episode. I don't have to wait till, you know. They're going to hate like, daytime TV. Like when they, when they realize. I don't know TV that daytime. Do you really oh, think that daytime well, you don't, TV. Well, you don't have TV. Like you don't have bull, right? Mm-mm. So you 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 won't be you able to let them experience daytime TV, which is such a such an awful thing. Like I've What's said recently, point? that they need to revive daytime TV um, during this COVID crisis. But like why? Why not just time. kill it? Why not just like show the previous night's primetime TV on a daytime? Like, but like daytime TV is literally made for a certain demographic of people. It's really interesting. No, they, that's true. But yeah, and and I would assume that the majority of consumers of traditional daytime television are in areas that um, are more rural. They're not streaming from Wi-Fi all the time or whatever, or there's a certain demographic that doesn't pay for streaming services. Right. Right. So they either have their cable or they have basic, whatever they can get on their antenna, you know, analog mm-hmm. television. Yes. Um, or I guess you have, dig- you have digital antennas now but um they're getting you know their local news station and maybe a couple other channels right yeah that that's probably the majority i don't know i'm just i'm speaking from ours but we i mean we just don't watch that much tv i mean the kids will binge on some netflix on the weekends so wait during this and we have a crisis too you've never like you guys don't watch a lot of tv y'all just making those cheese cookies we're having to (laughs) <laughs> we're making we're busy making mac and cheese cookies <laughs> so I've tried to stick with outside of covid pre-covid pc we um didn't do tv during the week for the kids because they were psychos if they had tv after school and then so we've been trying to stick with that we haven't we just have decided now we plug them in either in the morning or in the afternoon depending on when work calls need to happen so they get a little more tv now but we only watch like a show a night. 
Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. And then- I watch too much. Like I, when I wake okay. up in the morning, I cut something on. And whether I'm, it's like if I'm at my laptop working, at least it's on in the background and I'm like. You have that. I, no, I, I, I can feel that. If I didn't have children you don't have in my ear right. the whole time I'm trying to work. Right. I wouldn't mind having that background noise too a little bit. Yeah. If it was one of those shows you don't have to pay attention to, like the yes. CW shows. I put like an old movie on or I put like an old show. like Yeah, own. something you've seen before. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, all day long. But yes, it, with kids in the house, there's just kind of no point. There's always background noise. And yeah, someone and you kind of have to listen to, to them something. anyway. Like you can't just have the background noise on. To co- we have to at least pretend out, to listen to them. Drown their voice. You want them to, yeah, you want to turn your head when they speak to you. But you don't have to actually know what they're saying. <laughs> I just go, that's great, mm-hmm. honey. That's so cool. All you gotta do is lift your eyebrows up, right? And just open exactly. your eyes. Hmm? Oh, that is so great. You're hmm. so good at that. Oh, go hmm. back there and show me more. <laughs> what you got there? Mm. Yeah, I've been there. But we have got, we tried to get more creative with our time with them just because of the fact that we are home. Mm-hmm. We should take advantage of the fact that we can be home with them and our kids should actually learn to ride her bike and tie her shoes while we're here because God forbid I don't that really world care to teach her that otherwise. Learns. What if she got that? I mean, but have you met an adult that doesn't know how to tie their shoes? They just won't admit it. They always wear slippers. No. Or they wear the little, um, the Velcro things across you know the little strap thing you want to go across <laughs> yeah when we were little oh, i couldn't hmm. find these for her there were these things that and i'm sure that some kid choked on it and ruined it for everybody but they were these things that once you tied your shoes they would <gasps> mine were little animals yeah, they bite were, your shoes yeah i remember those and it kept it kept them tied yes, all day right characters and stuff you can't find this you can't find them because i'm sure some no, I'm sure some kid you can order them. ate it or did something. Mm-hmm. I tried. You should eBay. be able to find everything on Amazon or eBay. eBay definitely has them. What's their name? So? What's the name of those? I... See, they're I have oh, no I, idea. I, I, lots I of different things. That, was that an '80s thing? Is that like a? They don't come up with shoelace tie eaters, spiders. They don't come up. I can't think. But... Of, I don't can't think of their names. But I definitely remember this thing. And you put them on, yeah, and and they bit around like the knot. Like, yeah. So like they kept your shoe tied. Yeah. I need those myself. Now there were some panic moments when you couldn't release that on your own and you needed adult help of like, I'll never get my shoe off. I'll never get it off. Make sure my shoe could just slip off though too. Like I didn't, it wasn't just like, yeah, keep it tied up. Coming back to Rick Moranis. I'm I'm just going to tie it. What else do you have on him? I feel like you're a research light to be honest. That's it for Rick Moranis. He is still around he is still active we may see him we're, we're looking forward to nearest future okay the reboot yeah he's gonna we know for for a fact he's gonna be in this reboot of honey i shrunk the kids and we have there's no knowledge of what he's doing in a sleepy town in where um he is back in uh canada he lives in toronto uh with his oh he does live in toronto yeah so, and that's another okay. reason why he didn't, why he didn't leave, why he didn't quit and why he kind of retired in the first place. Cause the trips back and forth uh, from Canada were, were, you know, too much on, but now that his kids are all grown um, or at least semi-grown, uh, he doesn't have to take care of them anymore. So now he's trying to get back into it, get his feet wet. So, um, probably doesn't want to be in America right too much. No. Who wants to be in America too much? Mm. You know? 
not even Americans at this point. We love Disney. We love Disney. We love you. We do love Disney, though. We do love Disney. All right. So that's it for this episode. That's the wrap on Rick. I know. That was fun. So what did you post on your IG stories this well, week? You, know, they, they go you always day, post a question, if not once a day. Oh, once today's a question was, which do you prefer for your taco, hard shell or soft shell? So this is a hard one for me to answer. A hard, share, hard shell is where I would go because the crunch is important. But I would like a hard shell. I, I feel like when Taco Bell came out with a double decker, they changed the game. That was a hard shell and a soft shell together? It was a hard shell, and there was an adhesive of refried beans, and then the soft shell went on. So it keeps the hard shell from cracking and falling apart as you're eating it onto, you know what I mean, to pieces. It secures the crunch for you, and then you got that sneaky little refried bean in between. That I enjoy those, but at some point you got to pick a side. So Taco Bell did come out with those like Dorito shells. I never had one. Oh, really? Were they good? They made they're the reason why I use Doritos on like cheese dip and, and like nachos. Like now I I now make my nachos with like Doritos as my chips. Because, really? because of the Doritos Locos taco, yeah. You eat like a fifteen year old. I'm talking about I was speaking we're talking okay. about kids stuff. Like right? I'm talking about stuff we experienced as a kid. Now I cool ranch I Doritos were my jam. Middle school and high school. Cool ranch Doritos were definitely I remember when Cool thing. Ranch came out and it was like such a big thing. I like ranch flavor. Like, you know, is this the same shit that's in whole in Hidden Hidden Valley Ranch packets? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Same thing. Hidden Valley Ranch, if you're not seeing the commercials, they grow that out in the ranch field. Oh, that's not a ranch field. Yes. No ranch they grow plant. that. Ranch is not a That flavor is what the commercial ranch. is. There's a guy, there's a sweet man out there oh. growing Mom, the MSG? ranch in the ranch what field. What is he growing? And then MSG? He, <laughs> he cuts it down and then somehow he turns yeah, it into powder and puts plant. it in little packets. And he shreds the MSG into little tiny packets. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not a right. ranch totally, plant. Totally. It's not a ranch farm. I don't even know what ranch is made from. I just eat it. I, I literally... There are ranches. There are ranches, no, though. Uh, you will agree there's ranches. Ran- yes, there are ranches, but that's not what, that's what, that's not what goes on at ranches. Maybe that's what a horse tastes like. I know well, that's what I told my kids. There's a lot of horses. Ranch, <laughs> so I think that's what horses taste like. They taste like ranch flavor. No, horses taste like jelly beans. Hmm. Now you, now he's talking my language. They do. I'll take a horse right now. Then <laughs> I'll have a bag of horses, please. Not the black horses; those are disgusting. Oh no! Or the like pina colada beans. ones. That's just a waste of a jelly. Bean. I never had a pina colada jelly bean. That sounds very bougie. Um, I've only had popcorn. Popcorn. Oh, you don't eat jelly that, bellies? Well, that's that's what those are. Jelly bellies. Yeah, popcorn is the nastiest thing yeah. ever. Popcorn's so gross. Oh, why, why did you? Why did you do? My brother that? liked those popcorn jelly beans. Those are disgusting. There's always one it's person. Like, like you meet that person that likes licorice. Yes, and like black licorice, licorice. You go. Like, she's like, give me all the black jelly beans. I'm like, glad. But they're an anomaly. Like, people there's not like, that many people I feel like that like black licorice. Right. I, I know people that get them by the bags. Like they don't just pick out the black ones and jelly. No, they, they love buy a bag it. of black jelly beans. And it's like, which I wonder if those people, if you could line them up, if they have other similar qualities ailments. Well, maybe qualities, but ailments too. Like they like black licorice, but they're also hypoglycemic or something. I should be like missing an eye or growing a tail. That'd be 
I think. <laughs> or they're growing a tail. We, that's what we look for first we, is we, the tail. That's, that, that's what they do. Once we ruled out that they had a tail in common, I'm telling you. then we go for some that's blood testing they to figure tails, out. They grow Because you know your body tries to replace things that it's missing. Yes. Like the people, um, you've heard of Pika? The, eat, the people mm-hmm. that eat clay? Oh, no. That's a thing? That's That's what they're called? I've heard of people who do yeah. play. That's the thing. You have. I think Pika is the affliction. We'll we'll do an addendum to this too and figure out what the right thing is. But it's it's a well. It's you eat clay like you are driven to eat like yeah clay like off the ground and, like Georgia red clay. Right. Disgusting. But it's because there's some sort of nutrient deficiency in your body, mm. and you're trying to somehow fulfill that with. Wet dirt? I don't know. Um, That's too much. But the licorice thing, look, do some research before our next podcast. Yeah, I will. I'll look up licorice because... Here's your assignment. Look up the importance of licorice. Why do people like licorice? Why do people like licorice? Like, what is the... Why is that even a flavor? There's a missing gene in their brain that allows... I always felt like licorice was part of our flavor spectrum because you always have, it's like needles on roses, right? Oh, yeah. Like you have to have every rose has its thorns. Every, every bag of jelly bellies has a licorice. Uh, that's true. It's to teach us a lesson, but it's not a lesson. too no, much of a good thing is not a good some thing. Some people want the black, black licorice. Well, right. There's where then they also accept the other. And does your, does your mom rip the heads off of flowers and just, like the thorns like too. Like Morticia <laughs> Adams just puts the dead flowers right. in, a gla- in a vase. That she, she, she's like, well, I like licorice. Might as well like these thorns. I like death and I like black candy. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. That's not, I don't think that's how. Your mom's not emo? No, Is she emo? she's just, you know, she's always been weird like that. She likes Tootsie Roll candies and it's like, who likes Tootsie Rolls even? That's kind of Ooh. Tootsie Rolls like when you're desperate, like candy corn. Like I just need sugar right oh. now. Because maybe I'm going to pass out or go into a diabetic seizure, and I'm going to have to get a Tootsie Roll or a candy corn. That is exactly what Don't they're for. For emergency. That's exactly what they're for. Shop. Right. But my mom loves them. And it, it helps if you're Julia Roberts in the movie Steel Magnolias. You like Tootsie Rolls? Have you seen that movie? Never. <gasps> well, you've got so much time on your hands. Assignment before our next podcast is to watch Steel Magnolias. Shout out to Disney and Meryl Street because those are like our two main sponsors. Without them, it would be nothing. We are still, they don't really sponsor us, by the way, but uh, we hope that one of the two or both will sponsor this podcast. Again, hopefully sponsored by Disney, makers of Disney Plus, and Meryl Street. <laughs>